What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Sunset Cigar Club. Hey, we got a name. It's cool. We are here on Sunset Boulevard. And dude, watching the sunset. Watching the sunset. Literally nice. watching the sunset it's, on it's, Sunset Boulevard. It looks very, it oddly looks very close to the logo. It really kind of so does. So this is the logo, right? This, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think we we're decided on the logo. So, uh, but you're hearing our growing pains right now. You're hearing the growing pains. So what's going on, you guys? Thanks for, for jumping back in and, and hanging out with us. Um, before we dive into everything, uh, let's light up. Let's have the light up moment. Yeah, um, absolutely. Good to have you guys back. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm smoking La Flora Dominica, the Oro Maduro. And I am smoking the Alec Baldwin. I'm kidding. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Alec Bradley, the uh, Tempest Natural. Ian, other details I need to know? Uh, that's it, man. Uh, you used a punch cut. I used a punch. So I bought a new. I bought a new cutter, a V cut, that from Fortune Nexus, and I got like the antique look, and it comes with a little punch on the bottom. Pretty stoked about it. It was only like thirty bucks or thirty-five bucks or something like that on Amazon. Good purchase. Uh, it's a good, pr- it's definitely, a good purchase. It's a good purchase. It's a solid one. What are you smoking, Hersh? So I'm smoking the Oscar Valadares. Is that how you say it? Uh, the Superfly. And uh, I don't know anything about the cigar. I don't know anything about that cigar, but yeah. it is super dark. I mean, super that's like dark. almost an Oscuro like, leaf wrapper. And that, that, or that, like a double Maduro. And the band say. looks like a bad movie from the 70s. Yeah. So we're going to see exactly how that it works. It does out. look terrible. It looks awful. But, so. But, here we go. Oh. The thing I'm most excited about is the cigar dagger that I just got. And what is this dagger, <laughs> so, dude? So the cigar dagger is basically like a metallic toothpick, it looks like. But it's, it looks a lot fancier. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a mini sword that you stick in the right. end of your cigar so that as it burns down really close to your fingers, your fingers don't burn and you yeah. can still smoke it. Yeah, it's LED. But it's like, a, it's like a legit mini sword. Yeah. It is. And it comes in different designs, but... I thought this was pretty cool. That is funny. So here we go, guys. Three, two, one. Light it up. As always, let us know in the comments below what you guys are smoking along with our episode. And by you, I mean the one person that's listening. (laughs) Thanks again for uh, being part of our name reveal party. <laughs> Pretty exciting. We've been debating this for now a month and a half while we figure out what would truly capture the element of this podcast. And it is, in fact, this beautiful sunset in this beautiful city. Yeah. And I, like our, I like our logo, too. I like the logo. Yeah. Hirsch did a good job on the logo. Thank you, guys. I like it. Uh, it's fun. Ian did his best to ruin it with his notes, <laughs> but in the end, cool, <laughs> cooler home, cooler heads prevailed, whatever the saying is. And here we go. Uh, every Just assume also any time that Ian laughs tonight on the podcast, it's because I am flexing in his face. Yeah. I've got a nice tank top on that I've been – I took the, the top off my Jeep today. It is like, you know, a million and a half degrees in L.A. today. Oh, man. So I took the top off the Jeep and uh, very, very excited about it. So, But as you guys all know from the podcast, you know, the things that we always like to do is we always like to talk about a photo, uh, something that has to do with cigars. And then we will talk about a, uh, a question that a lot of people are curious about. So Ian's been going crazy with tracking down different questions that people have about cigars. He's actually been taking this thing rather seriously, uh, unlike myself. 
uh, or Hirsch. And <laughs> <laughs> so I did find a photo, though. So when we kind of started talking about this idea of these photos, um, I went and I actually went on Amazon and I bought a bunch of like, uh, you know, a bunch of like art art frames. Yeah, you, you know, bought frames. all the, like those white frames. Yeah, like white frames. And then I went online and started looking all over the place from like Redbubble to uh, Etsy, Amazon, and I bought a bunch of these cool cigar influenced photos. So like I found a really cool one of like, um, you know, Arnold smoking, and uh-huh. another one of these. Like, yeah. I bought one of these like you know, like dude these like. 12, 11 or 12 year old kids smoking cigars back in like mm-hmm. 1917 they were like newsies in you know, New York actually, which I so thought was cool at Hollywood Smoke in Santa Monica do they have that same photo? they have the photo of Spanky from the Little Rascals mm. um, and he's like a 3 year old kid puffing on a cigar is real? It's probably not. Uh, well, real, so but... here's the thing: the painting is like a cartoonish oh, version a of it, okay. but there's an actual photo of him doing it. So oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not, but it looks but, it okay. Looks great. So I came across a photo of Babe Ruth, and it was like 1929. Babe Ruth, or actually, I think it was 1923. It says it on the photo, right? Yeah. Babe Ruth leaned over a pool table, smoking a cigar, and it was just like so. It was just a cool shot, right? Like Babe Ruth. And then, you know, and I, so I was like, I wanted to kind of learn a little bit more about this, obviously. You know, Great Bambino, Salt in the Swap. Most of us all knew it because we grew up watching of Sandlot. Of course. Um, and in that movie. But then I ended up learning. So, like, Babe Ruth actually loved cigars so much. Back in the day, he actually had his own cigar line. Oh, no really? Way. So he he ended really? up. Yeah. So there, I had no idea. Yeah. So there ended up being. Hold on. I've got, I've got two of these things rolled up. But so basically, he had a a cigar company reached out to him that he like that you know that like of course yeah, yeah gave yeah. him the opportunity yeah. to invest in, and he was like hell yeah I'm in, and then they started taking his face and putting it on oh, the cigars, right. and these like were on like, the bands on the bands, wow. and they became massive like top what sellers. That would be. So they were oh my they were like gracious. how much do you think a cigar like that would be worth back then and like right now? So an expensive cigar. Right, so this is what I was reading on a website, and right, I don't have all the sources and whatnot, but like, in ex- they said Babe Ruth loved to smoke expensive cigars. Yeah, at the at the high price. My kind of man. At the mm-hmm. high price of sixty cents a stick. Woo wee! Sixty cents. cents. A, now you figure, dude, Babe Ruth is like at that time, is he's it? He's the man, right? Like we're talking. I think he was born in like eighteen. I don't know, 18 something. I don't know. I should probably know these facts since I'm the one that brought up the photo. But it's just cool, man. Like, I think it's I think it's cool when you see that, you know, cigars just being a cross section of, you know, we've talked of about of different generations, of different right. sports, of different just iconic figures, right? So I just, I don't know. I thought it was a really cool shot. Uh, so the funny thing about this, so the image, I found the image on like Etsy, right? So I order it on Etsy. Me and my sister. I like ordering on Etsy. It's not bad. It's really easy. It's There's some really good stuff on there. Great stuff on there. I'm not going to dive into everything. Me and my sister get into an argument on the phone, right? Wow. Okay. Get into a little argument. I want to hear this. So two days later, my sister goes, hey, thanks for the photo. 
Oh, it shipped to your house. I accidentally shipped it back to yeah. Michigan. Oh, and no. She, and she was like, so, she was like, and then I was like, oh, my bad. I accidentally sent it to you. And, and she goes, oh, she's like, oh, good. I'm glad. I, th- I didn't know if this was like you trying to like make up for the fight. I thought it was really weird. <laughs> she was like, I'll send it back. I was like, don't worry. I already ordered another one. Wow. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're, she's we're gonna frame it and put it up in her no, room. She's too? gonna throw it away. I don't know if she's gonna do it. No, I, dude, it's honestly, it's a super cool photo. Um, Tell her to send it to me. No, you can't. You can't jock my style, bro. Dude, just give me your sister's number. We'll chat it through. Okay, let's move on. Ian, what, what's the other question we have for today? Okay, so the other thing too that I find interesting about this is that sixty cents being a really expensive stick. Well, hold on. What is that in inflation, though? Uh, dude, I have no idea. Well, I, do, I mean, do a little search. Well, like, oh, so we I, have, I don't even know how you guys talk while I power. while I mess so, with this. Here's what's interesting about that, right? So around that time when Babe Ruth was playing, um, most of the country smoked. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that it was bad for you. I would say probably fifty to seventy percent of American men were smoking either cigarettes or cigars at the time. Dude, people are doing it in the hospital. It was yeah. very, very airplanes, popular. all types of stuff. Very, very popular. Um, I don't think airplanes just yet. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm because um, I don't think they had commercial airplanes just yet. But so, what? so this says it, it says sixty dollars, right? In nineteen thirty, right? Sixty dollars in nineteen thirty is equivalent to nine hundred and thirty dollars. So, so you're talking. So wait, sixteen dollars. So, no, sixty. Sixty. It's like a ninety dollar cigar. So it right? makes it a ninety three dollar cigar. I've never even seen that before. So Babe Ruth <laughs> was smoking ninety three dollar cigars, bro. Um, what a baller! Actually, if we if you go to Buena Vista, or is it nine point three cents? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we could be totally. We could be, it could be nine dollars. If, no, if you go to Buena Vista, they have a couple of cigars there that are eighty bucks. Which and they're huge sticks and uh-huh. they're really really good. Actually, so. I think it's nine dollars. Oh cents. damn! I know it would have been so much better as a ninety-three dollars. Oh, I think it was. I think it's a nine dollar and thirty cent stick. But, Which is like average, I'd say. But at the time, that's even still. But it's but luxury, like, right? Like yeah, that's you a, know, that's a total. Luxury. I mean, think about it, dude. I think my dad bought like a in nineteen seventy-five. My dad bought like a brand new yeah. Camaro right. off the lot for like you know. Yeah. Five thousand dollars or something. Well, That's dude, a that was, brand new car for five thousand dollars. That was during the it's depression crazy. as well, I think. Yeah. So anyway, back to the point that I'm making. Um, if so many people were smoking cigars, and Babe Ruth is arguably the biggest sports star in America at the time, in the biggest sport, in the yeah. biggest sport, there was, America, city. It, there was no other in the biggest city competition. Were there in even a, what other sports were around at that point? Boxing, Folk? maybe. Boxing I mean, because you figure what? Football, I mean, I know that like the first Super Bowl was 1966, and then they had the national championship yeah, before I don't think that, but that didn't big. come along until football later didn't on. get big to like TV. Dude, football was a big thing. Like, like I remember there there was a bunch of. I, said, I remember, but though, right? I remember reading about when it talked about how when it started at like Harvard and Yale or wherever, like it was so brutal. Like people would die. Like undergrads were dying from playing yeah. it because there were no. It was like vicious. Yeah. And it was like there was a huge movement in America to like ban it because it was too violent. Interesting. Yeah. As so opposed to now, Babe, where it's like nope. so essentially yeah. like Babe Ruth just being able to endorse his own cigar with virtually like no competition. The ultimate influencer. He's the, the OG influencer. Yeah. Dude. OG, OG influencer, influencer. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth of cigars. This dude's smoking his own. Baby stick. Ruthie. Yeah. Who is she? Smoking his own stick. Yep. In the biggest sport in the biggest city in America. And America is the largest consumer of tobacco 
in the world. I wonder if it was Cuban. Because at that time, I don't think there was any issue. It pro- yeah, it was. It probably was. Mm-hmm. At least, like, yeah, the tobacco was probably Cuban. Because mm. um, if he was smoking cigarettes, it would have been, like, Virginia tobacco, which is, like, a, it's a different type of tobacco anyway. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so, it said, so here, here's yeah, a quick yeah. little thing. It said, Ruth had a cigar named after him for which he made some money, and he endorsed white owl cigars. White owls, God. But gross. apparently, But apparently preferred... His smoke's much larger. He would he would usually smoke a long sixty cent cigar. Mm. Said his or said his teammate, Wait Hoyt. Wait, is that a real name? W a i t e. Wait. Yeah, man. There's people uh, so. named everything. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring back some of those. Um, anyway, so I, it's I a just, cool. I think it's a cool thing. But I think, I, I, think really cool. I think that's super interesting. I would love to see. I would love to go back and look at like what it what marketing was like for tobacco at the time mm-hmm. and to see how much his particular cigar netted in terms of revenue against all these other because like if you get an endorsement from Babe Ruth like that's a luxury cigar yeah. oh Babe Ruth smokes this cuz think about like speaking of uh the sandlot remember the scene where they um they all get their hands on their dad's chew and they all take this and big <laughs> wad of chew, yeah. and then they're all just like throwing up all over the place because they can't handle the. the well, they're nicotine. also yeah. They went and like, got on a. They went and also got on a. Uh, a what do you call it? They were on like the Ferris wheel. Yeah, they get on the Ferris wheel at the the um at the. Is fer- this the photo you were talking about? Yeah, that's the yeah, this, photo. This is the one that Ian. This that's the that's the little. The if this says Young Babe Ruth, but that's that's not, not what it is. That's not what it's it spanky is. from the Little Rascals. Anyway, so Dude, there's a ton. Uh, they, there's a ton of cigars. Um, you know, you know the fascinating thing was they said that he smoked cigarettes, cigars, and pipe tobacco. So he was all over the place. He smoked all of it. Yeah. All at once? All at once. I think at one time. I he only he smoked one, one day in his life. He took all these photos on that one day. It's pretty impressive. Amazing. I, I, I sat in one circle where a guy smoked a pipe and a cigar at the same time. Right. Couldn't get enough. Which, by the way, pipe tobacco also looks really fun. I haven't gotten into it yet. Yeah. I want to I wanna explore. Why? I guess it's for the allure of it. Like, I always think of, like, some refined guy sitting on his reading chair. You don't have you know? a beard. You, I think you have... I, I do think have there's a, beard. a there's You don't have a beard. Dude, this is like you a You have faded. a 5 o'clock shadow. That is not a beard. Well, That's an I, L.A. Okay, beard. Okay, I just shaved it. That's, like, no, maybe, it's an L.A. Sick. beard. This is barely a beard. I'm, no, that's a beard. No, that's a beard. No, this is... That's I cut a beard. It, I shaved it the other day. I cut it down a massive amount. I, I didn't realize how much of the beard was there until I, like, shaved it. And I was like, whoa! Like, that's a thick... Thick beard. I, don't I think all I of nice, have, You have um, a five o'clock shadow. Um, yeah, I do. But I like it when it's shorter. Mm. I don't like a lot Yeah, but that, that five o'clock sh- shadow took Ian six weeks to make. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? I feel like I'm tapping into a different me, man. I've been listening to a lot of Sons of Anarchy radio. I'm just, you know, I'm growing the hair out. I'm growing the beard out. I'm let, I don't even care, man. I don't even care. I'm just letting it Long all go. Long hair don't care. Long hair yeah. don't care, What bro. do you like about the Sons of Anarchy radio? You're not a biker. Dude, the music's actually dope. Like, just some of the music on... Was like, that serious? It, it's... I, so, I'm still on Pandora, man. A lot of people oh, give me... Damn, people give me OG crap. Name right I there. like Pandora. Dude, I don't like Pandora. Spotify. Okay, so, first of all... I don't like Spotify. I like Pandora. Spotify's great. No. It's a great, it's a great I like product. Pandora, dude. I don't know why. I'm gonna get Babe Ruth to endorse Spotify, and you'll be back on it. <laughs> Good, okay. I don't know if that's gonna work. Uh, but I just... I like Pandora. I've been rocking with it for years. I've got all these solid stations that I use. And yeah. then... Um, like yeah, my Sons of Anarchy playlist, dude, is just rad. Like anytime, I'm always trying to like play it, and I was driving around town listening to today, and just ain't me mugging people, and I so, felt like a, I felt like a biker. It felt good, man. 
My issue with Pandora is you can't like forward it. Yeah, you can. You, you can about? you can you like scroll forward? Yeah. In the song. It, uh, uh, in the song. Pay, yeah. How often either. are you doing that? Why are you uh, doing that? Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally, why? Because sometimes when I'm flipping through songs and they have a really long intro right. and I'm listening to new music and I'm not patient enough to like hear, I want to get to the meat of the song to see if it's even like a melody that I that I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah. So I do that on Spotify sometimes. I don't listen to new music, ever. Like I think being a DJ, like oh. I use music like, like when I listen to music, I want exactly what I want. Yeah. I want exactly like I listen all about like you know I want to build the vibe like what am I feeling like hit, tapping into that's what I'm listening to like oh I'm gonna go to the gym I want to be weird I want to hit metal like boom it's Slayer Radio Dude, I'm listening to wait, it you know? tell me there aren't songs that tell me there aren't songs on that I that know every song Ian okay, that's no yeah of course there's new stuff but I'm not like I'm not in there like I'm trying to find new music like I don't buy music I don't pay, like I don't like other than the the Pandora subscription, like I'm not trying to build a great catalog of music that like yeah. it's like I like like I have my likes, I have my my, my yeah. thumbs downs. Fair point. And yeah. I just dive in. Fair yeah. point. I when I got Spotify, that completely blew my music world up like wide open because I there was there were genres I was experimenting with that I never thought I would ever listen to. Yeah. But just because I had access to all the music except for what's ever on title and maybe a few others that are reserved, mm-hmm. like I had access to everything, so I was listening to everything, and I and I started listening to genres that I never thought I would ever listen to, like what, like, like punk, but like hardcore punk. I really like. I it. like like it's I super mean, you, punk. One eighty two. No, no, no. That that's doesn't count. Punk. That's like, like it, that's like punk. that's all. I mean, that's like alternative uh, rock. I, mean, I don't I listen don't to it regularly, but I will say that I do enjoy What's it. What's like a hardcore punk? Well, what's my name again? Oh, what's my age again? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, very easy Some song. Some forty one. No man, that's another pop punk band. Mm. Anything, yeah. anything that you've probably heard yeah, of. Yeah, probably pop. Punk. I mean, like, yeah. like rancid. Would rancid be considered punk? I mm. mean, you had or like who was? I mean, you kind of had like the harder. Like, what was it? Black Flag. What was Henry Rollins' his band's name? Black Flag, right? Like, I think they were like kind of. Uh, sure. He came up in the punk scene, and then his music ended up being a little bit harder. But and there's there's a lot of punk, right? Like, there's the one of oh my god, you want to talk about a movie I loved? Do you guys ever watch SLC Punk? Did no. you ever see no. SLC Punk? What's that? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City Punk was this. It was uh, the lead was Matthew Lillard. Do you guys remember Matthew Lillard? You know what I'm talking about? Mm. He was like, he played Scooby, or he, he was Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. Okay. Or he was in Scream. He was one of the killers in the original Scream movie. Um, he was in, uh, you know, Without a Paddle. Like, super funny dude, Matthew Lillard. Like, he's kind of like, if I were going to be an actor, I would want his career. Because he had a ton of success. But you don't, like, here we are talking about yeah. it. And you're kind of like, oh, wait, oh. And then, but if you saw his photo, you'd be like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, it's like the perfect balance of stardom. And- yeah. But SLC Punk was just this, like, really weird kind of, like, it was, it was like the punk scene of these kids growing up in like a super Mormon area. Yeah. So they were like trying to rebel. And they, Wait, it's a real movie? It's like a documentary? No, 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 no. It was a scripted scripted mm-hmm. movie. Um, but it came out probably, I don't know, man. I, if I were to guess, I'm going to guess 1992 um, on SLC Punk. We're going to hit the Google real quick. What do you, what do you listen to? Punk. I listen to everything, man. Right now. I've you don't been, listen to everything. I've been you don't listen to everything. <laughs> you don't listen to everything. No one listens to everything. I do, like throughout my lifetime, yeah. Okay, I'm well, you, you listen to Frank Sinatra how often? I do actually do in the morning. Dean Martin? Dude, in the morning. What do you know about Glenn Miller? Glenn Miller Band. Uh, Nobody listens to everything. That's my, that's my thing. That's a hard opinion to stand on, but why don't we listen? Okay, to, what are you listening to currently? Oh, SLC Punk 1998. Deep House, who yeah. are you listening to? Um, 
right now I'm really into this guy named uh, Pretty Boy Shav. Um, this guy named Kurt Reynolds. He's on SoundCloud mostly, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, man, what I've been doing is because of because of COVID, a lot of these DJs have been doing live streams from their house, like Casbo, K S B O. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. Shalou, S H A L L O U. Yeah. Well, how are you liking the live streams? Because I watched a few of them at the beginning of COVID, and for like the first half an hour to an hour of it, I'm like. This is awesome, especially yeah. when you're like streaming with your friends and you're on video chat and all that kind of stuff. And then you you're not near anyone, so it, yeah. it takes a lot of the effect. So away. I use a lot of that stuff because I'm working a lot more from home now, including doing like telemedicine visits and like when I'm typing up my notes and all that stuff. I'll just like put on a live stream because sometimes. I just a reminder to all the viewers that are all the listeners at home, Hirsch is a doctor i am a doctor he is a doctor <laughs> dr hirsch continue please um yeah so i just i just like putting it on because i don't want to like b- be bothered but like i have a short attention span with music so like I'll, I'll like a song for like the first two choruses and then i want the next track and so like live streams and having dj sets really helps with that without having to fiddle with like the next button or i just like let it play in the background with my headphones on you know yeah, yeah. you gotta i mean I, I used to use Mixcloud a lot like Mixcloud was a place where a lot of djs would go yeah. and they would upload their mixes yeah um I, you know i end up i like like i'm a big like i don't want lyrics like they say like mm. like lyrics are lyrics will kind of throw you off if you're trying to like concentrate like the yeah. lyrics actually like will mess up like your brain as you're like trying to like just think things through so it's always better to really find stuff that's just instrumental based yeah um and I've actually heard people say, like, there's something about, like, repeat. Like, mm-hmm. if things just repeat over and over and over again, that it's actually, like, easier for... Because it, it's it's less for your brain to try to yeah. compete with. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, dude, if you've ever been to Movement Festival in Detroit downtown... Yeah. I mean, all that is, like, repetitive drum and bass, like, over and over and over and over and over. And it gets... I mean... It's one of those things that sounds weird if you just listen to the headphones, but if you actually go there live, like, it's well, so, pretty dope. So here's the, here's the interesting thing I bet you would be a good, like, scene. Yeah, here's the interesting thing about movement, right? So movement was actually originally called the Detroit Tech Fest, right? Mm-hmm. So Detroit is the birthplace of techno, mm-hmm. okay? Um, also the birthplace of the Detroitian cigar. Oh, the Detroitian cigar. Uh, call back. Okay. Uh, but so I remember always going to like, you know, we would go down to Dempf or Detroit Electronic Music Festival uh, or Detroit Tech Fest when we were like 13, 14 years old. It was a free concert. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're talking, this is like 1998, 1999. Um, and this was a festival. It was the first time I ever met people from Germany. Right. Was there. People, people would fly. Berlin. People would fly to Detroit. Because the organizers of it, and because everyone knew Detroit as techno, and it wasn't anything but techno, right? Like, it, there was a, there was a time there where where everyone considered electronic music, and they would call it techno when right. it, techno was a genre of electronic music. Right. And there was a big uproar in Detroit when they started booking non-techno like DJs. Snoop Dogg. When they Snoop Dogg. no, I'm not even talking about that. Like I'm talking Scoot about not a DJ. when they when they were booking like when they started allowing de- house DJs, uh, okay. it was a big because like normally house was always like you had New York house, Chicago, you had Chicago yeah. house, but Detroit was all techno and it was also ghetto tech. Yeah, you know like the DJ Godfather, DJ Assault, uh, everything from like that came out of uh, there was a record label called West Jefferson Ave, which was uh, DJ Assault's yeah. record label. Interesting. And so they would always like so it was a big thing. 
when they started having non-techno artists because it was like yeah. for the longest time it was like Detroit tech it's only techno don't bring the other stuff in um, but I mean I I love that stuff and I think that that's one of those reasons that I always I fell in love with so the movie that got me into electronic music was Hackers the movie Hackers I've never seen it with Angelina Jolie it was about a bunch of hackers in New York City yeah. and one of the one of the um, the headline song from that thing was Voodoo People by Prodigy. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely oh. fell in love with Prodigy, fell in love with that album. It was Fat of the Land was, I think, what it was. Yeah. And, like, I mean, dude, we're talking, I'm probably, like, 11 or 12. I mean, this is, like, early. I'm in middle school. This is right when right when Napster hit. So then I was able to go on Napster, and it was right. like I was looking at all the top DJ lists, and I, was, I had everything from Prodigy, everything from Tiesto, who I who I used to call Tiesto. Yeah. You, you know, you, there are all these guys. So when you heard, when you yeah. heard it, did you want to be a DJ? Like, you meet, is it one of those things like I want to do that, or was it just like you were interested, so you started doing the research? I had always been into music, like I had, like, you know, I got really into music because my mother was super into like the uh, compilation albums. Mm-hmm. So, like, we always had, like, the 1950s sock hop, the, the top 20 sock hop songs, or the top, you know, the top 20 of the 60s. And those were the cassettes that we would listen to when I would drive around, drive around with my mom. The cassettes. That's the how cassettes, old we are, right? guys. Like, I'm so, talking cassettes. So, I mean, that's, I feel like we're not even that old. But, we're not that I mean, old, we're not talking like, eight tracks. It's still cassettes. But it was, like, it was that thing where it was all the compilations. So I was always listening to like the top songs of the 50s and the top songs of the 60s. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being, um, I was probably like 11 or 12 and I, I got really into like hip hop culture, like break dancing and like all yeah. that stuff. And I learned about DJing. Like, and I was like, I want to do that. And I remember g- wanting to like dive into DJing and, but I, I didn't have any money. And like, I remember my mom was like, oh, I'll buy you this DJ thing yeah. if you want to get into it. And I, in, I was such a, you know. Oh, that's a pretty big thing for yeah. a mom to do because it's not like it's it's not a hobby that most parents yeah, would right. think of. They'll think of like sports and so on well, and so and forth. And so, but I was super cheap, and I, and I said no. Like she was like, "I'll buy you this stuff." And I was like, "No, like, what?" Because I don't know if I'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't blah 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 blah. And Very it actually, you feel. It, well, it wasn't until and then so the crazy thing. So like, you know, fast forward, not get sentimental, but like my mom, you know, my mother got cancer when I was in high school. My mother passes away, mm-hmm. and then. A little bit after that, the way things happened because of I had been saving and working to, to buy a car. And so I'm like, you know, saving up money, working all these jobs at like 14, 15, so I could buy a car at 16. Mm-hmm. Mom passes away, so we end up having an extra car, right? Like we have in my mom's car. So then that goes to my sister. My sister's car goes to me. I now have a car, so I have this money I've saved up. Mm. So then with the money I had saved, I went and at, <clears throat> at 17 years old bought went in, dropped $3,500 on yeah. DJ equipment, and started DJing. Do you, th- just to kind of dig into this a little bit more, do you think there's any influence in the way that you mix music based on uh, your relationship with your mother? Is there any sort of inspiration? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, like I'm, a, I'm a huge open format DJ. So I, like, so open format means you, you play a little bit of everything. So it means that you would go from, uh, we have the helicopters going over top, but you know, I don't, I'm not like a tech house DJ. Like, Got it. You don't box yourself. I don't, yeah. So yeah. like I'm, I love being able to play like a house track and then a 90s track and then a remix of a 60s track or a yeah. 50s track. And like, because of that, and I think it was just because of like always having that access to a lot of different, um, you know, music growing up yeah. that I always like to incorporate that stuff. And so like I, you know, I'm the type of guy that'll play 
you know, I'll play 120 songs in like three hours. Dude, speaking like, I'm just bombing through music and it's just like you know 80s track 80s track 80s yeah. track then pop then the new stuff then the shit people want to hear and then it's like a chorus of a song from the 50s that everyone knows and then moving into the next thing so right you know it definitely it definitely influenced the way that i dj interesting so i i actually did a dj course remember i told you about that mm-hmm. at, at scratch academy in west la mm-hmm. and i just did it was like a six-week course because i was always fascinated with djing and dude from the outside it seems really easy like just play like a playlist of songs but it's incredibly complicated man and it's like i found it's almost stressful because like you'll be hearing one song in one year and you're trying to beat map the next song so you're never like really in the moment and so then i just thought about all those times when i'd be at like weddings and like random events and i'd like scream at the dj but dude play this song next. And, like, how, how annoying that must be it's the worst dude <laughs> it's the absolute worst bro dude Ian and I were hanging out with some friends, or with a couple of friends yesterday, and there were a couple of new people there, and um, and you know all the girls were sitting and they're drinking wine and they're all talking about like this song Mar- from Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey. They all Carey. wanted to hear this song by my Mariah Carey, and we're like, we're talking and talking, and the conversation is going on, and then there's one girl who is like. So are you guys gonna play Mariah Carey or what? Oh, like gosh. she couldn't she let just, it go, and it's like she there's needed it. there's always shout out th- to Mariah Carey. There are always those people that are the like you want to. I've had people that have requested good songs and I won't play it just because yeah. I don't want them to hear this song. <laughs> I I'll never forget this. So before wow. I, before DJ dictator, <laughs> dude, I'll never forget this one time. I actually uh, when I was learning to DJ, I went and met with this guy at a he was DJing a party and he told me he was like yeah one time. He's like, I had a guy who was getting super drunk and belligerent, and he kept wanting me to play a certain song. I don't even remember what it was. And the dude... Oh, he, Journey. And he wouldn't play it, oh, right? God. The guy created such a fuss that he ended up getting the cops called on him because he was starting things whatever, at a wedding, right? So the, what? So they called the cops on this guy. The cops come. They arrest the dude at the wedding. And oh as God. they're walking him out of the event, the DJ played a song. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. See, that's, that's just amazing. a good DJ right there. Totally, totally in tune with his audience. Dude, I was at a, I was at a wedding once. Uh, you know, <laughs> shout out to my, my one of my buddies who I grew up with, and I remember being at at his wedding, and and we were young, dude. We we're like 21, 22, a real early wedding, a nice, you know, you know, Michigan early, yeah. early, you know, twentieth wedding, <laughs> and I'm on the dance floor, and this is, you know, this is back when I used to drink, and I'll never forget like being on the dance floor, and I had just requested Thriller. I wanted to dance to Michael Jackson's Thriller. And I'm sitting on the dance floor, and I got my drink in my hand, and I'm kind of, like, waiting for it, right? And all of a sudden, that beginning of it comes on. You know that? And then it gets ready to start, and I get so excited. And then all of a sudden, the music just, like, like cuts out and stops. And I remember having a moment where I go, this DJ sucks. In time for me to turn around, and I see my buddy go flying over a table, and there was a four-on-four brawl at my buddy's wedding. And oh my God. a family member started a fight with another family member. Did it anyone came... get arrested? And on the way out, they played Michael Jackson Thriller. They did. <laughs> the cops did show up. I remember. I remember. I oh had some. Bu- I had a couple of buddies that went and got in the fight, and I was like, I didn't want to get any blood on my tux. But there were a couple of my buddies that like, oh dudes God. were walking out, and dudes were bloody, and you know, it was one of those. It was just, you know. And then I remember going home and being so amazed, right? Like this happened. I tell my dad, who's you know, my dad's a, a cop, and my dad, and I was, I can't believe people would fight at a wedding and my dad was like are you kidding me he's like you know how often we get called the weddings <laughs> yeah. wow i mean like, that's really... tons of fights at weddings well yeah because everyone's alcohol. always drunk you add alcohol and you're gonna get fights yeah mm. old family feuds get boiled up yeah 
ex-boyfriends accidentally get invited to the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Nothing, I feel like I'm... Nothing good. I know. I'm going to let you guys talk because I feel like I've... I've talked about DJing a lot. But it's okay, because that was that's interesting, right? And like, you can tell I, I love it, so I get all excited and amped up. And, like, it's DJing is one of those things that, like, it's not my main career. Yeah. But I, I still, like, I love I love being, whether it's a bar mitzvah, <laughs> right? Whether yeah. it's, like, a, a little kid's bar mitzvah, or I'm DJing at a club, or I'm, you know, I've DJed in Europe, and I've, you know, I've DJed, you know, in a lot of different scenarios. It's just fun to be able to like have something that you're passionate about yeah. and sharing that with people and you're helping them have a good time even if they either if they're a there to see you or if they're just there to because mm-hmm. it's whatever and it doesn't even matter what you play yeah it's a fun it's you're a, it's cur- just a cool you're, thing. you're curating an experience yeah, or something. like you're you know you're creating the vibe it's tough to like it's tough to um read the crowd too man you know like sometimes like you think a song will work and then you got to read the crowd a little bit there's special requests and I found that whole experience like randomly stressful, man. Because we had to do like a practice DJ run, and we had to do it in front of a crowd. Like family members came, or like loved ones, or whatever, or, like friends. And um, a lot of times, like the car, the songs you hear in the car, yeah. and you like bump into, and like it doesn't fit. Like no, it's a whole know? different. I mean, dude, it's everything from. I mean, it it starts right BPM, the beats per minute exactly, is the yeah. big thing on yeah. tempo. But then not just the BPM. Like what you start learning when you get into mixing is like we have a thing that you mix in key, right? So yeah. there's certain songs that, like if a song is, if a song is in the key of A minor, yeah. it might not be, it might be a fun song that you would want to listen to in your car by yourself cruising down the road, but it's not the same song, even if it has a higher tempo, that it's not necessarily a guarantee yeah. that it's going to be a song that makes people want to dance. Yeah. Like it could have like a little bit of a moody undertone or, you know, and it's, the, the one thing that I love is how often there's songs that have these like hidden meanings sure. that are that get you like so there's so many songs that like like Daughters by John Mayer right wow what a call out so John Mayer Daughters that by the song way, shout out to John Mayer one of my favorite I know you, yeah. you love yeah. I knew you were out, I knew yeah. you were gonna I, oh my god yeah. I, I think your pants just grew yeah uh, <laughs> and but so that song <laughs> dude that song gets played at so right many weddings so many right daughters you know maybe i've heard it but get out of here dude like probably heard it it's like fathers be good to your daughters the idea of this like you do there you go that song is about like don't treat girls like crap because they'll turn out to be awful women (laughs) they'll turn out to be awful yeah and people play this at their weddings. Like, it's like, that's not a, that's not a wedding. There's a ton of songs that get played at a lot of weddings yeah, that are like, not very, like, That's definitely a song, like, after, after birth, not necessarily at a wedding, right. you know? Like, okay, this is, no, these are notes for the future, not, like, right now. Maybe a father-daughter dance? Yeah. No. But who knows, man? I mean, it's interesting, right? Because you're talking about being a DJ and, and curating an experience. Same thing with cigars, right? Like, for me, it's a passion to, like, really make somebody enjoy this experience because a lot of people don't like the act of smoking whether it's for health reasons or the smell reasons or they just don't like the actual act of smoking um it's hard to pair them up with something that they're gonna actually enjoy Mm -hmm. so i have to think really hard about what this person's palate could be so that they have an enjoyable experience and usually somebody who's not 
a cigar smoker is only going to smoke one cigar and they're probably not going to finish it. So you have to take that into consideration. What is short enough that's going to give them an experience that's really good. And after that experience sparks, after you get it lit up and it's cherried and you're smoking, how do you keep that energy up so that they remember it as an enjoyable experience? So there's there's a whole methodology to just like being passionate about curating. And, and I think through these, through these hobbies that we have, whether it's DJing or cigar smoking, you want somebody to you want to create an environment of mm -hmm. enjoyment and that's something that we're passionate about because we want to bring groups together to have a good time right so I think like that's a really great segue into the next question which is like if you are somebody who is collecting cigars um, or somebody who's interested in getting into it how do you store cigars what is the proper temperature and humidity to store cigars out. Yeah. So let's don't cuz I love I love in this is something like I love when someone's like, "Oh yeah, I wish I would known you guys were smoking a cigar. I got a cigar from yep. a wedding. Dude. I got a cigar from this wedding mm. 4 years ago and it's in my it's in my closet." I was just about like, to mention that. I was literally <laughs> over at my friend's house. It's under my bed in a shoebox. <laughs> I, I was with my buddy in Orange County and he was like he was like, "Hey man, like I, I know you're really into cigars. Like, I got Cubans, man. I got yeah. Cubans. And I was like, oh, really dope, man. Like, he's like, yeah, this is from, <laughs> this is from my bachelor party two years ago. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think I'll just bring over some sticks, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Which, but people don't okay. know. People so, don't know. They don't know that there is a proper way. Yeah. And there's proper humidity. There's like, proper temperatures. Ian, break it down. Yeah. What you have to understand is it's a leaf. It's a bunch of leaves rolled together. It's a, It was a living thing. And living things shrivel up and they wither and die. Well, I mean, <laughs> talk about a metaphor for life. Know, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We can get into that later with another John Mayer song. So, um, you, need, down, buddy. you need to keep. You need to keep. <laughs> sorry, Phil. Phil is actually an idiot, and so am I. That's why, you know, Hirsch is the only one that's actually smart here. Yeah. So, you need to keep. For those of you that are at home, Hirsch is a doctor. <laughs> Now, I don't know if anybody knew that. We'll, we'll give you his IG handle at the end just in case you want a, a consultation. So you need to keep the cigar properly humidified so it doesn't lose its structure and it doesn't break. There are oils in the tobacco that need to be properly humidified, otherwise they dry out and that affects the flavor. If you leave a cigar for really more than a few weeks, it's going to start to harden yep. and it's going to start to crack and it's going to start to lose its flavor immediately. In fact, when you walk out of the cigar lounge with a couple of sticks that they gave you in a plastic bag, if you don't have any humidification in there, three, it's going to be days, fine. Maybe? Three to three to five okay. days, less yeah. than a week. Um, if you put your cigars in those nice leather, um, like three carrying case ones yep. with, that are wood lined, it's, it's probably good for about a day or two yeah. because the wood's also going to absorb some of the humidity because that's what wood does. It absorbs humidity from the actual stick itself. So when you actually buy a, humi hum a humidor, you want to keep it at 68 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit and 68 to 70% humidity. And that will keep the proper softness in your cigar as well as it'll maintain the structure and the oils and the leaves mm. as they should be. And if that sounded way too scientific, I'm like, you can keep it super douchey and just go 69, 69. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy hey, to remember. remember. It's um, it, it, it is. It's easy to remember. 69, 69, humidity or humidity and temperature. And if you can get it close, you're good. Now, Ian is a little bit more like. Ian always, anal about it. Ian always um, harasses me whenever he comes over and like, 
in C's mind because it'll be a couple degrees off or a little, you know. Oh, you have a humidor? It's a really, it's a, it's a, yeah, you know, know, it's not a good one, but it's, it, it works. It does its thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, but like, I like to give like sixty nine, sixty nine is. I try to be. I try to be around there, right? I try to, you know, like you just like sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, you know, you keep you know, seventy, seventy. We try to keep it there, right? Um, but it is you know, like I'm not as crazy about it. But Ian is like, oh my god, it's seventy one, bro. You got to get it down. You got to get it down to seventy, dude. Okay, and here's and here's. But there's why. reasons. There why. are reasons why, and I will break it down for you. If it gets too low, obviously the cigar is going to dry out, it's going to crack, it's going to lose its flavor. So it's going to unravel when you start to smoke it, it's going to fall apart in your mouth, and you're going to get all those flakes in your mouth, and it's going to be a really miserable experience. Plus, it's just not going to – there's going to be no flavor. There's no flavor. But if the humidity is too high, one, the cigar won't light properly because some parts of the leaf will be so wet – that it'll take longer to actually burn, so you have a better chance of the cigar running down or canoeing on one side. Another reason is because in tobacco, there's what's called tobacco bugs. And this isn't true of a lot of tobacco, but sometimes they do happen where these little beetles that lay eggs in the, in the tobacco. Oh, wow. And if it gets above a certain temperature and a certain humidity... They can hatch. They can hatch. Yeah. So it's roughly like above 75% to 76% and above humidity and like 75 degrees Fahrenheit, you give them the opportunity to hatch. And what happens is, is they will eat through the cigar, poke holes and destroy like the the structure. If they get into, if they, if they can get into a humidor, they can actually destroy an entire humidor. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that I'll say is if, you know, if people are listening and they they don't have a humidor. They aren't common, by the way. Yeah, it's very, it's very rare. So like if you don't have a humidor, like what do you. So, but here's the one thing, and this is what I think is important. Because there, we've all gone, right? Like, we go to cigar lounges where there's a walk-in humidor. You got guys there that care a lot about it. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you will go to a convenience store. Oh, all the time. And they will have a humidor there. And, it, and there can be this moment where you think that, oh, there's a humidor here. Therefore, it must be being taken care of well, right? Mm-hmm. And they have the, what is it, the homogen, how do you say it? Homogen, uh, homo- whatever. The thing Homogenous? That, yeah, the thing that or, tells you the humidity of it, right? Oh, the hydrometer. Hydrometer, sorry. So they normally, so if you look at it and if you don't know better, you go, oh, here's a case that has cigars in it and it has a, you know, it has That's this device on it. Yeah. So it must be good. I can't tell you how often I go and I look at those things and they're at like 52%. Really? I never paid attention, I guess. It's, it's very, that, yeah. dude, so it's that's why it's so, that's why. Because people are walking in and out, they leave um, the door they open. They leave the door open. They don't know. So that's why if you're, if you're, if you're in the habit of going and buying a stick at your local convenience store, I recommend, at least for your next couple of sticks, Go to a legitimate cigar club. Mm-hmm. Go to a legitimate cigar store, smoke shop that has a legit humidor that is going to – That's and remember, 6969. Yeah. Make sure you check because you're just going to get a better – you're going to have that it better experience. It makes a huge difference, man, because I, I go to liquor stores or convenience stores and I see those cigars and – it's, I mean, it's just not the same experience. It's not the same experience. Yeah. They're not good either. Yeah. By the way, just so we're clear, these tobacco beetles, they're harmless. If, they, if, if by some odd chance that there were eggs in your cigar, they just burn up and they don't really affect anything. So completely harmless, um, and you can actually smoke them. Yeah. So um, really quick, I'd like to just talk about your cigar. what we're tasting in our cigars now that we're all into our final thirds. Um, my cigar was the La Flora Dominica Oro Maduro. Um, 
I have to say, I think this cigar was pretty poorly kept at the warehouse where it was being, so it's been unraveling on me, which is always very annoying. Um, but the, the taste of it is a little bit of a mixture of really, really dark coffee with, a, with an overbearing earthy tone to it. So um, not my favorite. I really like the naturals of this same stick, which is just a lighter uh, shade of the wrapper. I think it just tastes a little bit better. Um, it's smoother as well. So this cigar, I'd give it six, six I, and a half out of ten. You know what? I've got the I got the Alec, the uh, Alec, the Alec Baldwin, Alec, the, Alec, the Alec Baldwin, yeah, the, the, Alec, the Bradley. Alec Bradley, the Tempest. Um, I think I got excited in telling the story, and I wasn't paying attention to it enough. I, if I had to give it, a, I, I'd say it was probably a little on the earthy side. Um, That's the first time oh, I've ever, you know, ever been nice. There you go. It was on the earthy side. Um, I think I would give it, I'm probably going to give it a six. I'm going to okay. give it a six out of ten. Um, but I will say I've been smoking a lot of the house sticks, and so I may be a little accustomed to that. Um, not a bad stick, though. This Definitely, is a bit of a lighter. Cigar. Yeah, but it, I, I was going to say it doesn't, I don't feel it. I don't feel like I've been smoking a cigar. I wouldn't say it's super light. Like, I've had some cigars that are so light that I'm like, oh, man, I didn't even feel like I did anything. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel it, but it um, it's a good stick. Good stick. Six is, out of ten. Is Harsh. mineral a descriptive word? Like No. No? I, Was don't it trust earthy? me. You know what? I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, if I had to, like... People. If I had to describe something like like soil, maybe like I guess earthy. Yeah, earthy. like soily, yeah. kind of like earthy. So it's... I'm smoking the Oscar Superfly, and honestly, <laughs> the Superfly. Whoa! So going back to Phil's point, I didn't even pay attention to the humidor where I got this from, but when I opened it, it was a little bit cracked. I don't think it was maintained very well, and thus I think it probably lost a lot of its flavor. So I haven't been getting too. It wasn't a very flavorful experience. And this is important to know because if you're buying sticks for other people, for them to have an experience, mm -hmm. they probably aren't going to know how to describe it. They're not going to know that this any of this stuff to break it mm -hmm. down. And they may be just they won't have a good experience. And that is not what we want. We want to make sure that our friends, our coworkers, people that we're just meeting enjoy, the, enjoy it. And that all starts with making sure that you had a stick that was well taken care of. Uh, and, and ready for smoking. Yeah. So what's your overall grade? Uh, it's like probably this particular experience, not the cigar necessarily, 4.2. Wow. Yeah. Very low. Yeah. Okay. 4.2? Well, Come yeah. on. Let's just yeah, keep is, it around numbers. That is low. Very specific. <laughs> you know what? I don't mind. I like it. You know, the way that they rate cigars is on a point system from 1 to 100, so I dig it. It's like a 42. It's 42. a 42. There you go. That's exactly. a lousy, Perfect. lousy cigar. That's <laughs> a really lousy that cigar. That sounds really um, bad. Well, Superfly you, Williams here. You've turned uh -huh. me off. Um, mm -hmm. Well, guys, this has been awesome, as always. Uh, this is Ian. You can find me on uh, social media handles. I think my IG handle is ianjc310. But, you know, you're going to have to do a little bit more digging because I just don't remember my Instagram. Oh, my handle. goodness. And I am <laughs> Phil. Uh, you can find me, Philip Andrew LA, on all the platforms. And Hirsch. And you can find me at, doc at Dr. Hirsch. Because he's the doctor. I didn't know he doctor. was a doctor. He's yeah. a yeah. – for those of you at home. No, okay. All right, you guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Uh, did you wait? Did you give your Did you give your thing? Hirsch? The score? No, yeah. you're, you know, your you're hashtag, whatever. Yeah, at Dr. Hirsch. Boom. All right, you guys, have a great day. All Don't right. forget, in the comments below, let us know what you were smoking and how it was and what your rating was, and we'll see you on the next one.